vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited today to interview Todd Sinclair. We're going to be talking about Todd's journey from being Uh, a farmer to being an author. And I'm really excited about talking about this because for many of us, you know, during the pandemic, it was a time of like, what do I do? What do I do next? You know, it was a lot of us kind of asking questions and just feeling very uncertain. And it's so wonderful to meet an individual like Todd who took that uncertainty and turned it into an opportunity, took that uncertainty and really kind of went forward to create not just one book, not, you know, two books. Actually, Todd, how many books did you write? (laughs) There's three. There's a trilogy (laughs) in the end. (laughs) There's a trilogy. So I say that and share that because... For many of you out there that are thinking about your next move, whether you're still, you know, being impacted by the pandemic and everything that's going on, or whether you're just thinking about how to grow my business, how to do things differently, or you're at a crossroads. I know for many of us as vegans, we often get to a place where we try to figure out how we can do more, how we can give back. What I'm hoping today's interview is for you is not only inspiration, but insight into all of our ability to chart our own path and chart a path that we're passionate about, we're proud of, and a path that really kind of feeds our soul. Sorry, Todd, if I'm putting too much on your shoulders today. (laughs) (laughs) But I really think this is going to be an amazing interview, and I'm so excited to have you you today as our guest. So welcome, welcome, Todd. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I've loved your podcast. It's inspired me. So uh, it's just an honor to be here, Stephanie. Thank you. (laughs) So why don't we give people a little bit of background? Like we have the story of you being a farmer and becoming an author. Let's rewind and go back to your farmer days and maybe give people a little bit of a backdrop before you wrote your first book, or even I should probably say published your first book. Mm -hmm. What was life like? And what was that potential transition or that catalyst that helped you get on this new path? Yes. Well, I mean, I grew up uh, in an island off the uh, coast of Canada, Prince Edward Island, in a dairy farm. And to me, I was just immersed in that. And uh, it's funny, writing the books uh, during the lockdowns is when it all started coming back to me, some of those sounds and some of those things that I'd blocked out. So I just lived in this normalized kind of environment where animal agriculture, you know, was, was just, it was the way of the world. So even though I found some of it distressing, I very much accepted it when I was younger. It was just, it was my community, it was my family business. And I left to go out into the world because I knew I needed to kind of, you know, the world was a big place and I was on this island and I needed to get out there. So um, I found veganism later. That was through my travels and working on the road and leading these big tours around and just learning from all these different cultures and specifically the Buddhist monasteries I used to visit and the friendships I I developed there, they really inspired me and taught me kind of the 
the kind of the spiritual side of leader, not having that kind of, you know, dead energy in, in you and ingesting it and being part of the system and really made me think of it. So that my travels really inspired me. And like you say, you know, I was really only writing one book when this all started. And I guess I was lucky. I was at the, uh, the lockdowns really gave me the space. You know, I, there was no distractions. I was alone in this kind of echo chamber. And, um, and it was only going to be one vegan travel guide that I was going to take all my passions, my two kind of twin passions for veganism, you know, and all that involves, you know, vegan values and, and, and travel and bring them together. And then when I started doing that during the lockdowns and, uh, I realized I needed a, a more solid foundation for this, for my publishing company and for the brand, you know, and I wanted to kind of do this. I wanted to research and really see, I thought COVID's changing the whole game. We're looking at the world through a new lens. And I realized that vegan values and what the, you know, vegan uh, lifestyle stands for, all those things were kind of highlighted and emphasized during COVID, you know, and that really made me kind of go, okay, I want to do this deep dive into why veganism matters, especially and so urgently, uh, all these issues been brought to the fore during COVID, you know, around the environment, around our immunity and our health and, and all the highlighted, you know, the atrocities of the animal uh, industry and how all that came out during COVID as well. You know, the, the slaughterhouses, the meatpacking mm-hmm. industry and just what what it's like to work in those environments. COVID really highlighted that. So it enabled me to kind of focus on this. And it really was a pivot. I mean, this is the perfect uh, name of the podcast because I had to really kind of, you know, during those lockdowns, I realized my travel work and business was not going to come back in a hurry. I had to kind of quickly kind of gather myself and focus because I had, you know, done, I run these tours in Southeast Asia and various places in the world, Eastern Europe in the summer, Southeast Asia during the winter's for about um, 11, 12 years. And it was very much, you know, you become what you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I had a lot of freedom and I could create these incredible tours and and kind of veganize things along the way as well, the things I, you know, I used to very much go around the world trying to kind of show different businesses how they could do this. And that was really wonderful. But I realized quite quickly that, you know, what I specialized in these multinational tours going through, not just one country, but I, I would do five countries in a month and take people through them and over land borders. With COVID, this wasn't coming back. Uh, I realized, and still in most of the countries I used to visit in Southeast Asia still have tight restrictions. It's still hard to move around. I had to think, okay, how can I almost reinvent myself? And that's quite a scary thing. You know, that it was is. quite quite a scary thing. You know, I was alone looking out into the world you know, in chaos, really, during, you know, uh, so much uncertainties. And uh, my business, my work that I've been doing, I realized wasn't going to come back anytime soon. So I had to kind of gather myself and and think about it. And, and I had to go back and learn how to do, uh, I want to learn the publishing business. I, I did several mm-hmm. courses. I kind of went, let's build something new. So I see. So yeah, COVID allowed that. Now, when I think about the, like you said, the pivot, the transition, it was not just being an author. It was also being a publisher. I just want to Mm -hmm. make sure that our listeners are hearing that piece because, you know, for a lot of us, we know we have a story in us. We have something Mm -hmm. to share. But sometimes the publishing industry is hard to navigate. 
So therefore, we almost feel like the idea we have gets clamped down again because we don't have the outlet. So walk me through your vision around understanding that not only did you want to be an author, but you wanted to enable that through a publishing house. Well, yes, absolutely. I really wanted to, um, well, I thought about it and I thought, let's find, uh, let's, let's go out there and find the best courses. So I researched different publishing courses about audiobooks and how to narrate them, but also, you know, for the publishing business generally. So I basically set up my own publishing business, Intrepid Fox Publishing Limited. And I really wanted to think, okay, I want to publish my books, but I also want to be able to publish other people's books, uh, especially vegan authors, people who, you know, really feel they have something to say and something to add. So that's what I did. And I set up a limited company here and and I got an accountant and I, I really went about it quite seriously and learned all the ropes about how to build a book, really, yeah. how to outsource mm-hmm. different professionals, you know, because... I'm a perfectionist and that was hard, but I realized I can't do it all. I'm a pub, I, I'm a writer, but I'm also the publisher. So I'm spinning a lot of plates. Yes. And to do that, you have to outsource, you have to build a team. And yes. that was really the big thing. The big learning cur- curve for me was, you know, finding people who understood my kind of uh, values and mission and were mm-hmm. on board with that. So really and developing a team and bringing people together with that shared vision. That was really the big thing, learning how to how to set up the company, get the right people. And then I could really, that was almost the first lockdown two years ago. And then during the second ones, that's when I really, you know, did the outlines, researched the books. And like I say, it was originally one book and then suddenly one led into another and I realized the brand needed more. Do you have any thoughts on, I'm going to jump into the piece about building a team, because for a lot of people, and especially our audience who are creating businesses, have businesses, sometimes when they think about building a team, they think they're hiring full time. Mm. But often I teach people that when you're building a team, sometimes you need a support team for a project. You don't necessarily need someone full time. So I don't know if you have any insights or any recommendations on how you built your team, either around Mm. your book, around the publishing, without thinking that you know, you had to go full time, you could really mm-hmm. focus in and get the right people for the right roles, as opposed to try to hire like one person that could wear 20 hats as well and, yes. and get things done. Now, I don't know if you have any insights or anything you'd like to recommend yes. to our audience. That's been quite a journey, actually, because, you know, like I say, I, I wanted to, in some ways, my, my nature is to be a perfectionist and to control every little bit of it. But I realized that that was counterproductive because as a publisher, there's just so many things going on. So I realized there's certain things that I'd have to outsource. And I went to places like Upwork and Reedsy at first. And I just put in, you know, vegan uh, book series and I, you know, looking for inspired. And I very much, I had to be very specific. I think that's the thing. If you go out there, even I was looking for an editor and a really good editor, but I wanted Mm -hmm. an editor to understand the brand. And I did interview people. I would get a short list and I put it on job posts and I was very specific that I wanted people on board with this, you know, with my vision and explain the concept. And then I would do the, inter- the shortlist, shortlist to do the interviews. And I ended up picking an editor who wasn't uh, vegan and I was really looking for a vegan, but he was so inspired by the project. And the mm-hmm. project, what had happened in the end, we worked through the three books and he, uh, he was just incredible. He, 
he ended up becoming a vegan through the process. Isn't that and amazing that, when that, that happens? Was, that was even better. No, I loved that. The fact that I knew that he was so intrigued when I explained the project and about how I'm bringing together this research about you know, the corruption of the animal industry and subsidies. And he was just like, wow, I didn't know any of this. So he was excited about getting more information. And he became part of that project and very much embraced it. So that was a really lucky find. But then I also had a few times, I learned so much where I had people who couldn't quite get on board and I had to kind of let them go. And for the first time in my life, I was, you know, basically firing people. It happened only Which is once. a hard thing It was a re- really hard thing to do, I, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I hate conflict and I hate, I avoid that. So as this publisher, and I realized this is something I have to do. This is the other side of it. But then I also learned what, from that experience that, okay, that person, what can I learn from that? And I realized yes. I hadn't quite articulated and explained this fully. My expectations that's, I think, where it went wrong. And then the next time, I, before I even started an interview thing, I started talking, getting excited about the project. And if they responded and could take it on board and understand the project and get involved instantly and, and get excited, that I knew they were at least somebody who I could work with. So it was a really uh, long-winded thing. And, and, you know, still, in, like you say, I didn't take anybody on. I took specific jobs. I had an editor. At one stage, I had an editor. I had a copywriter. I had a recipe creator with me. And I had, a, I had all these people that I was mm-hmm. trying to motivate and, and keep on board. So I'd be doing Zoom calls with them and talking about a chapter or a concept and, and making sure they were fully uh, involved in the project. And that was very much something I wanted them to feel. You know, they were part of this whole thing and part of this. And I thank them in the book and I, I, I credit them and they are very much, I couldn't have done it without them. You know, it was very yeah. much teamwork. It's amazing. Yeah. Building yeah. those teams to help us it get is. things done. And also, you know, even having those temporary projects and those temporary kind of work still creates these amazing bonds. And often I even find people that maybe I worked with five years ago on just a short mm. project, you know, that person may come back in my life or our paths will cross again, or I get to recommend them for something Absolutely, else. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. just amazing these relationships we can build and, you know, they can all be all of us kind of helping each other when we have the time to help each other. So I think it's just amazing. But, you know, I have to ask Rebel Vegan. Why the name? Why that is the umbrella of your brand? Now, obviously, I've read in the book some of that perspective, but I want to make sure my audience knows because yeah. it's. I always think there's something special about a name, and I love, love, love the idea of the Rebel Vegan. So maybe give people a little bit of background on picking that brand and what it means to you. Well, I always loved the whole idea of being rebellious, and that was very much part of just who I am. You know, I wanted to go out in the world, and I wanted to rethink things and, and not just, I think that's the important thing. So much, you know, we grow up and I, when I think about my upbringing, you know, and how much I went from one end of the spectrum to the other, I had to rebel against that. I had to rethink things. So I see rebel as a positive, positive thing that you aren't just taking things as they are. Cause we do grow up in this, you know, this belief system that eating meat is natural and normal. And I very much grew up with that. I had to rethink that. I had to challenge that in a way, rebel against it and look at other ways of doing it and not just follow, you know, my, the, 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 my heritage, really, and the way things yeah. were. So I, 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 I really much want to inspire everybody else to kind of come on board and, and question all these things and be part of it. So it's almost like this, 
this idea of being rebellious and rethinking things and changing the world and making it a better place. That was the whole kind of focus of it. And even my team, like you said earlier, I wanted them to kind of have that spirit of rethinking things and being rebellious. And it became easier, actually, because after uh, I joined a a vegan business tribe here in the UK, I I don't know if you, yeah, they're wonderful, David and Lisa. They are amazing. That was a turning point for me because I've been recruiting people on Upwork, like I said, in Reezy. And then I could go into their networking groups and it would be like-minded people who we share similar values. And that was really incredible. And then I was getting my copywriter from there who was replacing the one I had to fire. And I was going, wow, we have a, we have a common bond. And, I could, and, and they were wonderful for research as well and for giving me feedback. So that was a real um, turning point as well as finding my tribe in a way. And, uh, and they could very much feedback and give me advice. And it was, became just uh, it, really the momentum. It kicked off then. It was wonderful. Oh, that is so good. And yeah, I think it's so important to find your tribe. It's so important to really get that camaraderie when you're building yes. a business and even when you have a business, because, oh, you know, it's nice to be around people who understand the lingo, the things mm-hmm. that you're going through, and it just can kind of lift you up as you you move forward. And I think for all of us out there, no matter what stage you're in, you know, whether you're on a vegan ver- journey or whether you're on a vegan business journey, having a community around you support you mm-hmm. can really make a difference in, you know, you achieving that next goal or that next kind of, you know, process or, or thing that you're going for. Now, I do have a question about the books, and maybe I shouldn't even call it a question about the books, but one thing is I'm a very, like, structure person. I'm a very, you know, I love seeing things that have a nice flow to it. And one thing I absolutely loved about the travel guide is the way you structured each of the kind of locations, not only giving background about them, but I'm just going to peek down here, you know, where you talk about, you know, why it's on the tour, you know, eating in a certain area, you know, extra vegan tips, what not to miss. And then even the food cards, you know, where it'll actually explain in that specific language how a person Mm. can say they're vegan, um, you know, what are their vegan options and so forth. How did you kind of come up with this? How did you kind of come up with that process? The reason I bring that up is because for anyone who's maybe interested in picking up one of the books, I just want them to get a sense of just how amazing, how, how easy of a read and how easy to digest this information, but also how easy it is to use. Because I think sometimes when you read a book, you're like, oh, that was great. And then you set it down. Where I feel like this book, especially with the QR codes in the bottom, I'm just picking a random location. I'm going to show everybody who's <laughs> watching everyone. But I love these because it becomes so practical of a book that uh-huh. I can use. So mm-hmm. maybe walk us through why you came up with that structure. Walk us through maybe anything I missed about, um, you know, how this has worked and how this has really helped people use this book for travel. Yes, well, uh, definitely. De- the vegan book was the original book that I literally, I've been writing this on long days up go- traveling up to Mekong when I had like, you know, lots of time. But then when COVID hit, I thought, okay, now this changes things. People are a bit more anxious. They need maybe a bit more support and a bit more inspiration. And that's what I really what I wanted the book to be is this inspirational starting point. No matter where you are in the journey, almost, you know, on the kind of plant-based journey, even if you're just anxious about it, you want to eat less meat or whatever. So I, and I wanted it to be the full picture because to me, I love the history of, of veganism and animal rights and, and different countries and different time. And I, you know, when I do my tours, I talk about the history of each country. So I wanted to bring that in and give a context, but also 
just where veganism has had hot spots around the world throughout time. So I start the book with this broad sweep of veganism around the world and all these places around the world that's had vegan um, uh, history or or um, an animal rights kind of uh, angle on things. And I wanted people to kind of think about, okay, let's think of this world and how it's and veganism isn't just a flash in the pan. It's always been there. And that yes. hopefully is an inspiration as well. And I did that kind of deep dive into the history of all these different countries, veganism. And I very much wanted uh, post-COVID to think, okay, well, if we are a little more nervous about this, what are the precautions? What is the tourism of the future as well? So coming from the past and the history, let's sweep right up and where are we going forward? I think COVID is making us think about traveling more sustainably and more compassionately. So how can we do that? And that's really where I wanted the book to be um, inspirational, that to give people confidence to go out there, but also ways to do that, where they can leave a better footprint, where they can connect with local communities and find their, their tribe, their vegan tribe, you know? And, 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 and even though that can be easier today with certain apps and things, to, uh, this has everything right there. And those language cards, like you say, I used to write those out, Stephanie. I'm, each country, I, I would give them out to my passengers because they would be going out saying, how do I ask for this and how do I ask for that? So in each of the different Asian languages and, and, then, and the script and say the Thai script, I would have, you know, uh, I do not eat plant, uh, any animal products. This includes honey, cheese. And mm-hmm. I would have that for everybody to kind of put in their wallet so I just took my language cards, really, <laughs> and, and, and did them for each different country or city that I recommend as being on me, on my kind of rebel vegan bucket list, you know, the places to go in the world. So uh, I just wanted it to be, and then also bumps in the road, you know, there's so many times, and that's with everything, I suppose, there's bumps in the road. How do you keep going? How do you, you know, I wanted to share my knowledge and my, and my passion for that so the travel guide was this first book i wrote and and then i ended up publishing it last because the other books i want to have a foundation this deep dive in why veganism matters and a nutrition guide to kind of give the brand a foundation so even though the vegan travel guide rebel vegan travel guide was my first book that i started writing i ended up publishing the other two first because they came out they just came out of me uh during lockdowns i couldn't stop uh so <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful thing yeah <laughs> so let's just make sure anybody who's listening today anyone who's watching or even if you're looking at this as a replay if they want to get access to the books where should they go where where are they available should they go to your website um you know maybe we can give them your social media because mm-hmm. i just want to make sure that people connect with you and buy the book and support you <laughs> as well so what's the best way for people to access the books well i love connecting people and the feedback i've really sought that out and that's one thing i really think has been game changing for me is that i've asked people i said i'm not precious please let me know is there something that you think it's missing in that is there something that can improve this book i want i'm i'm, I'm going to revise them and you know put out a you know I, I want this feedback so please do get in touch and on my socials and i respond to everything is rebel vegan life on instagram and facebook and i i even have a tiktok i haven't been that active on it i'm trying to do more videos and learn that whole thing I'm not a great dancer, but I'm trying. <laughs> so, and then also my website, which is just simply rebelveganlife.com. And that can direct you all. My books are all on, 
obviously Amazon's the world's biggest bookseller, and but you can get them on yeah digital form. You can get them on hardback, softback, and I'm doing the audiobooks as well, which is um, been really wonderful to do and just to be able to talk the books, you know, and hear them. So yeah, my social media is all Rebel Vegan Life, and please yeah drop uh, any feedback is really gratefully received and uh, helpful. And it's nice to hear that you're going to republish the books because that's my thing when I think about a travel guide. I'm like, oh, so much can change in so yes, many countries. Yes. So it's nice that you're going to be updating it. And also, I love the idea with the QR codes because it does allow you to make some changes and everything afterwards. Oh, uh, Dr. Um, Breeze Harper actually just said that um, she can see them on Kindle now. So it's great. Oh, Thanks wonderful. so much for taking taking a look at that. So that is beautiful. So as we wrap up today, as we wrap up our session, what are your maybe inspirations? What are your recommendations? Because for many of us, we always find ourselves at a crossroad in our lives. Sometimes that crossroads is just because of external factors. Sometimes things are going on internal. Sometimes things are just going on in our little environment, you know, even if it's just in our little household And we can get stuck at times. We can lose our way at times or at times, and maybe I'm going to take a little piece from your Rebel Vegan, is that we need to look at the world a little bit differently. So do you have any recommendations for anyone that maybe needs a little bit of inspiration today as they're moving forward or moving through something a little bit challenging and a little bit difficult? Well, definitely. I mean, like I say, when I was creating this, and and it's really hard because, you know, I it was during that strange, confusing time of lockdowns. I just left my work in Asia. So I was, um, and then alone in this kind of, I was isolating in a Brighton here in the UK. And it was almost like this little echo chamber. And I didn't have a, you know, I couldn't bounce off ideas. So I had to go ahead and find, find people who I could trust and, and understand the, uh, what I was doing. And I could get feedback. So finding my my people in a way. And that was really helpful when I found Vegan Business Tribe and I could bounce ideas. I also started a Facebook group and I was asking people, I was sending out information. I was asking about book titles. I've learned so much in this process. And I would say, and not just about publishing, but about myself and some of my own weaknesses. And that's been really interesting. I've never been um, my own business owner. So this was so important to me to get it right that sometimes the pressure was so much that I almost became paralyzed. I was almost like the fear of, oh my goodness, I want to do everything to such a high level and perfection that I was likely holding myself back and I needed people to kind of, you know, give me a little kick. I had this post-it note in my, um, right there would make my cereal, my breakfast every morning. And I had it there to look at it. It was like, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. And I just thought, sit down, start something because otherwise it could be overwhelming. And I just said, as soon as you start, whether I was researching or, or studying my, my course or writing the book, just get down, just start doing something and, and, and don't, don't let things go. And I would just, that would inspire me to sit down in front of my laptop. And, and often I'd have a Zoom call. My, uh, I worked with a nutritionist on the second book and she became such a good friend, this vegan nutritionist. And I would Zoom call her, and she was in Holland. I was sitting in Brighton. And she would just, I don't know, just that little bit of someone who understood what I was going through. She's written books. That would be incredible. So it's quite a lonely thing sometimes starting your own business. Find your people. And, and don't be scared. I, what I really wanted to do was learn. And don't be scared. I guess I wanted to get everything so right. That was the pressure. that I realized, okay, 
I just have to do this. I got to get that first book out and I'm going to learn from that. And I have, and that's why I am now, you know, I'm thinking about redoing the books as in I'm going to, the covers even, I wasn't necessarily 100%. I've learned so much about what colors kind of the marketplace wants. And I didn't know that. So I kind of want to subtly change things. Some people have written to me saying, well, I really wish you had a little bit more of that in there or this. And if I've heard that a couple of times, I'm going to incorporate that. I'm hopeful for November, I'm doing a speaking thing at the Vegan Forum here, and I'm going to relaunch the books with just these little bit extras. So I, I would say never be afraid to sit down and just do it. Because it's almost that trying to get it perfect that it stopped me. So I wanted to get more feedback, find my people, and and never be never be stuck because that's the worst thing. So I would go in for my walks, my power walks, come back and just sit down and start writing and doing it. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful. (laughs) It is. I think it's helpful for all of us. We even had a quick comment come in from Dr. Breeze Harper, you know, saying that she's had that challenge as well, where friends have been telling her, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect, Breeze just do it. So I think all of us really can struggle with that because we have a certain standard sometimes in our mind of where we want to produce. And sometimes we have to reevaluate that. We really have to make sure we are doing, we Mm -hmm. are moving forward because our contribution matters. And sometimes if we hold up or something keeps us from, you know, doing what we're doing, we're not helping people in the world. Mm. You know, we're not making the impact in the world. And I just think there's so much opportunity for us to even do it in little ways and work our way there. But I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for taking the time to kind of give our audience, give our community a little bit of insight into what you were doing, give us a little bit of inspiration, and really inspire us all to be kind of rebel vegans out here in the world let me grab the other book oh thank you Um, no it's been it's been wonderful to be here i'm I'm so excited to have met you and uh thank you for all the inspiration you've given me in your podcast throughout this journey as well so uh and that it's you know that meant a lot to me and to be able to get my voice out now as well and helping me do that i appreciate it so thanks absolutely it is so great to kind of hear your journey it's so great to see what you've produced even with the trilogy, (laughs) and also to see, you know, what's coming next. So um, I hope we can not only stay in touch, but I also hope everyone out here who's listening, everyone who is out here, you know, checking out, even if you didn't see and hear all of today's session, please, please, please take a look at The Rebel Vegan Life. Please, you know, follow Rebel, it's Rebel Vegan Life on social media. Rebelveganlife.com, yes. I'd love to hear from anybody, and I, I appreciate all the feedback. So please do and, and come along and say hi. Uh, I'm also hopefully going to do a podcast on Ooh. vegan coming out stories I've been developing because I, 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 you know, I came out as a gay man many, many years ago and I realized the correlation, you know, coming out is such a powerful thing to do and that you don't just come out once, you come out, you know, throughout your life. And the same with being a vegan. Every time you yes. meet new people, you go to a dinner party or you, you know, oh, well, this is, you know, this is who I am. It's just been a really wonderful, I think it's very inspiring to hear other people's, um, other people's journeys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So keep me in. We can share. In the yeah, loop. I will. Yes, so we can share <laughs> and how everything's going. And also let me know if you need some tips because oh, I will I tell you everything that. we do. I always <laughs> love letting everyone know what we do because it's great to share that knowledge and have somebody benefit, you know, from those late nights oh, oh, that you. I initially had. I would appreciate it. But, <laughs> 
Oh, it's really, really wonderful to have you. I want to just take a minute to thank everyone who's jumped in in the middle of their day to watch us live. Mm. Or if you're watching this as a replay, please, as always, post your comments. Let us know what you think about these sessions. Let us know if you picked up one of the books as well, because it's just so great to have an opportunity to support other vegans, to support individuals that are making change in the world, and also support people who are following their dreams. For many mm. of us, we have those dreams. So make sure you take Todd's advice today and make sure that you are taking action. You know, you're not letting that kind of perfection keep you from moving forward. And I just want to make sure that everyone is ready for kind of their next change, maybe their next new perspective, and that we all kind of take a little bit of this rebel vegan perspective forward with us today, this week, so that we're all looking at the world a little bit differently and looking at how we can drive more change. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, thank Todd. You. Thank Thanks. you, everyone who joined live. And we will Bye-bye. see you in our next interview. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.